Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, which my loves can be peppery, can be bitter, can be acidic, can be very salty. I mean, sometimes very thirsty, but at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Hi. We are pumped to be giving you, my loves, it's Love After Lockup at season four. It's episode 38, and it's called Ticking Time Bombs, honey. this And I feel like this is in, I think this is uh, Skylar and Nathan. Yeah, it really is. Um, okay. You know what I'm annoyed with? I'm annoyed with people who sign up to be on a reality show and then don't want to be on a reality show and tell the cameras to get out of their car, tell the cameras not to follow them, push the cameras away. No, you don't get that option. Yeah, you know, you really do sign your life away for a few measly bucks and the promise of, you know shilling teamy tea blends on instagram so uh you know you make that choice and that deal with the devil um we're going to start with justine and mike justine and mike uh that's the worst picture of him ever possible and he is doing everything in his power to change the image of that in our heads by really giving us like you know i think god's gift of like what he thinks a man should be which is but listen, I think it's also weird because it doesn't seem to be like in a rational state, let me tell you. So this scene starts with Justine, honey, just like in him, honey, and they're just in the bathroom. She's in her little nursing uniform. I mean, he is sitting on that toilet, honey, and there is nowhere else to sit but on that lap, on that toilet, just sitting in my booze lap on the toilet, as one does. <laughs> and they are, uh, you know, having, they have to administer a pregnancy test for Justine. Um, they've had sex, obviously, and a lot of they've had- yeah and they have kids obviously so we know that like fertile yeah and so you know here's the thing i will say that i would be annoyed if 90 day fiance sorry where we don't love love after lockup if love after lockup used the trope of a pregnancy test a lot where it was negative but it seems like most of the time that someone thinks they're pregnant and then makes us all watch their pregnancy test ends up being pregnant, which I was happy about. So she kind of keeps being like, are you going to be happy? Are you going to, do you want this? How do you feel about this? He's like, yeah, you know, I'm okay. And then he, you know, is the one to look at the thing and he's like, oh my God. And he's like, she's like, oh my God. Yes. Are you happy about it? Oh my God. You're so sad. This is the worst thing ever. Isn't it funny that she has a very specific, sound to her voice quality to her voice that is not unlike the california vocal fry yet Mm -hmm. yet you know it's 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 just such an interesting she's like yeah mike so we're gonna get together and we're gonna have these kids right why would i do that of course i don't want to tell the kids but i do want to tell my mother so he doesn't want to tell the mother because he's like the mother doesn't like me and she's already going to come here it's my first time meeting her and she's going to be like now this boy that i don't like has got my whole child just knocked up Mm -hmm. so he's like nervous about it and i'm i said Mm -hmm. of all the fake storylines to happen theirs is not that bad it's annoying because we don't want it to be fake but it isn't the worst that we've seen 
Yeah, it's just like, he is like, look, like I'm gonna hit the ground running with my music career. Don't even worry about it. I got a whole other side hustle. It's making expensive shoes. No, I really don't have any ties sending that would work out, but here I am, don't. And then it's like, okay. And then when they say they're pregnant, he's like, she's like, what are you gonna do now? And he's like, well, I'll buy a bigger house. And it's like, yeah. this is kind of, it kind of reminds me of like Chance and Taylor, mm-hmm. like someone who's like, I want, you know, like, baby, you're just going to sit home, be my baby factory. I'm going to like take care of you like a man. And we're all like, no, I mean, listen, great, great intention, but you just get out of prison and like make it make sense. For some reason, you know, for some reason, though, sorry, my camera keeps going in and out. For some reason, though, I believe him. Right. I believe that Mike is going to get them a bigger house. I don't know why. I don't know why it's you said you said it's like Chance and Taylor and like it kind of diverts my brain to going, okay, you're you're probably right. But there is something about how fine that man is that leads me to believe that all is possible. Okay, through the church of Mike in which we trust. Um, So so they go downstairs after deciding not to um, tell the kids, but tell her mother. And we have a weird voiceover that leads us to believe that they're talking about this as they go down the stairs like their kids don't have ears. Um, but that's not what happened. It was a voiceover. So the next thing um, that we have is that she is driving to work. And she's like, I just don't know. Like, um, you know, it isn't the greatest time to to lose my job or to quit my job. Mike really wants me to stay home and... Um, you know, have the kids or whatever. And so then we have this really awkward moment, which leads me to believe that this woman has never quit a job and or this is the fakest of the fakest scenes that I have literally ever seen in my life of someone being on the phone, talking to her boss and quitting when she just finished telling us the entire ride to the parking lot that she called her <laughs> her boss from, that it wasn't a good idea for her to not have, to not have a job, to not have steady income, to also not have insurance. And she, she also talks about her not wanting to stay at home with the kids all day. She wants to have adult interaction and she needs that. So we think that she's going to work. She's actually not. She's definitely dressed full in full scrubs and did her hair. So for no reason do we think that she's not going to walk into work that day. Also, even if she's mulling over, even if she's mulling over, like, you know, being like, yeah, I don't want to work in my like six, seven, eighth month pregnancy. There's not, there's no part of us that's like, yeah, she's going to do it right now. You know, like only because as we said, my <laughs> loves, like there is not one single maid. He hasn't made one single yet. Don't worry. The next scene is him put down some bars, but like, it would be, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's like, it's like me being like, wow, you're going to live with me and I'm going to take care of you. Quit your job. No, I'm going to, all I need is one pilot. So here is my first audition, audition tape. <laughs> it seems like that kind of banana crazy where you're like, <gasps> okay. 
you know, so, but anyway, um, but maybe there's other things afoot. We don't even know. So that's what we get to see. So she, okay. So anyway, yes, as well said, she, you know, quits on the phone and they like disguise the voice of the boss. And it's kind of like, girl, are you sure you're doing this? You're doing it just, you know, because your husband told you, she's like very much like, no, as you know, my husband got out of prison and now he doesn't want me to work. And so I'm not going to work. And she's like, you're doing it for you, right? Not just because of your husband. She's like, for me for me yeah i'm uh, yeah for me and um <laughs> but you know I, I i can't come back to work and the boss is like are you going to quit like right now you're not giving two weeks she's like yeah because it makes sense for me to stop working before i'm even showing so that i guess i can do what not make any money and not have any health insurance for the beginning parts of my pregnancy make it make sense chris well, you know, also, yeah, Wa had to go, but she's still there. She's going to be like a little ghost where you hear her voice of God, but then when you just like, she can't see her. And it's because of Patreon, if you're watching, that's what's happening. She'll come back. So as we're talking, uh, it was just interesting to me also that she, you know, God bless, like she has had kids and we all know as women, like he even brought up like, are you sure you want to tell your mom yet? Like just to make sure we don't get over that hump. You know, they, just, they supposedly now, whether this is real and whether they already know they're pregnant, whatever, God bless, just found out, right? Like he just got a prison. They just found out that she's pregnant. You know, my loves, obviously things don't always work out the way that we would love them to. And so there's like a grace period we give ourselves where we kind of just say, you know, make sure everything's on the up and up, you know what I'm saying? But like, nope, honey, she quit her job just in case, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Wah. The wildest, the wildest to quit your job. And you haven't, you're not even showing it's, he hasn't even made this hit yet. He's, he, okay, let's just skip to the next part. So this man searches for studios on the internet in his local area because he can't go very far. So he finds this one studio and he walks up and it's a residential address. He goes around the back. Somehow he knew that. And he's like, what the hell? He opens, he knocks on the back door. It's like, the back door leading into somebody's kitchen and it's a kitchen mm -hmm. that has a lot of knickknacks, a lot of items. It is the kitchen of, it is, it is, it, it, that kitchen looks like children are present. That's how much knickknack and paddywhack there are. You know, there's Doritos on the freezer. I mean, on top of the refrigerator, there's just all kinds of stuff. So mm -hmm. he then takes, goes upstairs to the like loft area in this like little boy's room. <laughs> and by little boy, I mean like early twenties. And this is how I knew that this was not the place to be. This boy has a full face tattoo. Like he has a full tattoo on his cheek. That person is not to be trusted. That person doesn't make good decisions. That person probably has that face tattoo because he's like, well, I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to be a producer. So uh, this is going to make sure, make, you know, make it so that I don't ever try to get any other job and no one will ever hire me. But little does he know that um the millennials the older millennials are now bosses and uh he's gonna get hired so he's gonna have to go into the workforce at some point and he's just gonna that's gonna be a mistake on his face for the rest of his life <sighs> or he'll get it lasered off honey like as they do now you know i mean like th that one makes no sense uh he, you know when he spits <laughs> i do kind of wish that whatever uh, I, could, I hate I hate your judgmental laugh, uh, even if I can't see your face. Um, <laughs> I I wish that it was just a little better because <laughs> he's so hot, you know. Yeah, but it's like we're not hearing the real thing because I think they would have need to get royalties, and it's just like I just need to hear the full song, and maybe I also need to see him like 
standing on the rooftop of a building looking down the world and like you know having all the gangster and rapper angst you know i need a music video i need to see girls like dancing around him to get the full vibe of what he's trying to give us because right now it doesn't feel like he's going to vegas right now i'm wondering where mocha is there's a lot of questions that i have in my mind uh whatever happened to dave east i'm like looking him up remember dave east does he still like make music who's that oh the hottest i think one of the hottest rappers ever made you know i'm sorry you mean physically or like yeah no i mean physically where you're just like oh you're a model that just happens to be a rapper you know like i used to think that derrick rose was like a model that just happens to be a great basketball player anyway well now i'm gonna look all um, these people up so you said dale david east david dave east okay <clears throat> yeah i just wish that he was better you know and then i'm gonna also throw up people uh have a picture of his shoes so like th- you know we want him to be better also because yeah if we want justine to quit her job and take care of all of those kids you know like all and there's eight of them there's eight of kids now eight kids that you know like his paycheck his solitary paycheck has to go to you know these shoes are okay i just don't <laughs> mean it's just like they're a thousand dollars each and there's one pair of it's like 300 300 but like are you tell okay so you just have like so many fans that are like have a thousand dollars in discretionary income to like draw for your label shoes in this saturated shoe market it's a saturated market (laughs) inflation sir no i mean i think these are the prison people the people in prison who have enough money to buy these shoes like i don't know why Listen, there is a market for everybody. So maybe he had some kind of following. Perhaps people are charging this to their credit card. You know, I'm pretty sure there's a couple of Love After Lockup fans who have purchased these shoes. Don't you think? I mean, he only needs to sell one a month, you know? I mean, one a week. Eight kids, babe? Eight kids? needs a little more because they're not only i don't think he's making money from that money from from that from that i'm sorry making money from that, that money music yet he, he talks about being on the mic it's just like the first time he made love to justine you know where it's like he just felt like he was fucking the mic and he just felt so good about it yeah he just know? felt like that shimmer go through his body of like orgasm that shimmer yeah that shimmer of an <laughs> orgasm <laughs> that's exactly how men experience it's like that shimmer like kind of like glitter of an orgasm um eyeshadow palette of an orgasm okay so uh, basically that's the end of them we're gonna move on so uh let's move on who do you give a give a care let's just go in order ashley and travis okay <laughs> oh she is tickled because tickled i said travis so yeah he's like excited to see my mom and she's like no oh, definitely. yes i'm so excited and she's like did you tell the, your mom the real reason why you know we're here you know and he's like yeah you know i pretty much yeah told her that you know that you really uh aren't the thing that you told us you were, <laughs> rich, rich white lady who was gonna come like and save our us, souls yeah like, yeah you know like you really made it seem like things were going really well for you and then like you would i would come out and you would take care of me that's the narrative that we were all given so (laughs) i i mean this is like one of the most i mean i i think humiliating 
scenes for her where they basically bring up everything. Like she says that she hopes that they don't think that she, they, they, that she catfished them. Yeah. And it's not even about the looks. It's that like, it's really this thing where she came in, she traded on her money and her wealth as being the reason why she was good enough for Travis <laughs> as if Travis <laughs> As if Travis, who has been in jail for years, <laughs> is like, well, f- yes, peon, please bring me the gifts in which you think that you will be good enough for me. Like, I, it's it's unreal. And, and yes, of course, I know Ashley's a, lo- a whole mess, but like, Travis is like, I mean, honey, he doesn't even he's not even he wasn't even a citizen for the for like forty years. <laughs> Why? Travis, who robbed a bank. And thought he had gotten scot-free for like three weeks before they came and busted down the doors to get his druggy ass. Like, no, 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 no. Travis is not the catch, okay? He, this is not some Atlantic sea bass that they're catching and this is like the big catch of the whatever fisherman's whatever. This is not it. You know what try, what, what like joke I'm trying to make. He's not that, uh-huh. okay? So... <laughs> So I just think it's so wild. So they're like, he's like, yeah, babe, come on, let's go meet my mom. Yeah, let's go. He's really excited to meet my mom. But first we got to give her a gift because classy <gasps> people don't come in uh, empty handed. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't necessarily raised to go to someone's house and bring a gift unless it was like a family event and you you naturally brought a dish, right? Because you were like, hey, Joni, we're coming over for the pizza game, uh, for the football game. What do you need us to bring? And so you bring drinks or you bring like whatever. Like that's the, that's what I know. As I got older, I realized that when people invite you to their house for dinner or for any reason, you should bring some kind of beverage, like wine or something like that, which is like completely new for me. <clears throat> so... Him though, I'm like, you don't, you can go to your mom's house without bringing anything because you're just getting out of prison and she hasn't seen you in 10 years. So why is it that you need to show up with the most expensive candles? This is like, uh, Chris, we, I know they $20 it. each. I don't think they're most expensive candles only because God bless, like, you know, they're, they're no like, you know, Joan Malone or like some value spot, but you are absolutely right. He comes with the greatest gift of all his fucking freedom. <laughs> You know, like, but yeah, so they go to this candle place, they go to this candle place, it's called a Shining Store Candle Store, Shining Store, uh, Shining Store Candle Store, and um, then he says the crate, so whatever, even if he was like, even if he was like, look, mom, look, girl, like, mom, look, uh, Ashley, you know, I just want everything to be like chill and I'm a little anxious. Like, why don't we just come bring a candle that would like at least be like, all right, it could be anything, I guess. And maybe you could just go to like, I mean, a a cheaper store to buy a candle or something. But then he's like, okay, so the thing we do is like a candle from you, a candle from me, and then another candle from us together. And I'm like, (laughs) what, what, why the candle from you together like it's not a baby it's not like you know it's like mommy daddy baby candle you don't make a candle together it's not the candle like of your relationship that makes no sense to me like i couldn't believe that part like he he also yeah it's like you don't have any money yeah. like so how do you how do you 
it you've literally just supposedly this whole trip has been you having come and cleaned your mom that you have no money so why would you show up with three dumb candles and even if you were like i just cannot show up empty-handed then why wouldn't you at least show up for things with things that you could possibly use while there? like hey mom like um so thank you for so much like i mean we bought some and I'm so sorry, bottled water or whatever, you know, like here's some paper towels, you know, like some toilet paper, <laughs> like things, you know, like thank you for letting, for letting us stay here, you know, not like here's three different smelling candles. And also like, I mean, I, first of all, I'm very picky about candles and like, you know, she only really liked one of them. <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, uh-huh. This one, you smells, this one smells good. Yeah. 28 well, candles, the- three of them, 85, yeah, 86 yeah. in total. 85, 86. They, they don't. Mm-hmm. She was like, well, I was going to save this money to get a manicure. I'm like, also, $20 manicure? Where are you going, sis? Is this Virginia prices? Not mine. Not- I have like chrome and one of them broke. It's ruining my whole life right now. Anyway, God bless. My nails cost $55. It's it's egregious. So I would like to know where I can get a $20 manicure. I mean, maybe she's getting like a basic manicure with like regular ass gel i mean regular ass nail polish like not gel you know yeah and definitely not french that card has declined <laughs> you know what i'm saying like right. they're they're like mm. so then it, i think it becomes a thing where then they start to scrounge kind of like they're at taco bell change <laughs> and like in my mind i'm like are they gonna like also use the card and like try and like be like well here take 20 off and whatever like she's like here's ten dollars i got in my you know he's like is that all you have baby and it's like yeah bitch why the fuck are you making her spend that much money on three different candles for your mom who like i mean yeah the the overall theme of it being so that they are ashamed that ashley is poor when ash when travis and travis's mom can't i mean i don't understand if they're like upper class or that's what they think they are is overwhelmingly crazy to me <coughs> sorry I, I, oh it sounds like oh and she was smoking just kidding i don't know she's probably not but like haha it kind of sounds like um yeah uh, we go to we go to his house uh, his mom's house and it's a beautiful house and she gets dressed up for the occasion at one point they're all wearing blue i think she's wearing those contacts in your eyes that kind of make your eyes like even bluer you know and she's wearing a blue eyeliner her name is Jeannie. i'm coughing i'm so sorry <coughs> okay I, I started you tell me when you're I started laughing and now I'm just coughing. (laughs) (sighs) Jenny. So yeah, go ahead. I want to, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just saying her name is Jenny. And listen, I loved everything about the blue outfit she was wearing. She's getting choked up, honey. She can't do it. Um, Yeah. So I'm going to let you. Poor Wild, poor Wild got like, he's like a Russian character, honey, from laughing to crying, you know, like she just was like, goes back and forth, you know, and that's very Jacobian. Wait a minute, it's because you called him a bitch and I took me out. (laughs) It took me out. You were like, yeah, bitch. (laughs) Why? Why did that? Why? Wait a minute. I just want you, wait, let me put my camera back on so you can see how much this has taken me out. she can't she cannot honey she can't she cannot oh my god 
I just like can I just can't believe it. Like I just like he has no discernible skills, and everyone should be wary that at any time he's going to steal anything. Even she's like, everyone's so worried about the fact that he's going to steal jewelry. It's in a bank, so it's not around my house. You dumb fucks. Like you know, like it's so funny. He is not to be. He and every he should be so happy to have any woman want to be around him and his mother should be happy that like his son you know has some you know someone to take care of him only because here's the other thing though obviously the better answer is for him to just live with his mother right who has a whole ass nice ass house and everything that he could want there and for him to rehab there and not need the money of a of a young strapping ashley and for ashley to go honey fix her life fix fix everything you know fix fix it all you know top to bottom but like for some reason they're still dancing around the idea that like this is going to work and i mean it's it's so interesting like it's interesting because when i get to the house right they they are shown they call it a shangri-la which is like their like basement apartment that he can live in with her with ashley and it's like obviously the best choice because they are homeless and they i have no money like none money it's like and they're just given this like fine totally normal great situation for like at least whatever and ashley reacts like it's can't it can't be possible because they are grown adults but then later on her confession she's like i just know she'd be watching me like a hawk and that in that moment i was like and you wouldn't be able to do whatever uh addict thing you want to do yeah drink yeah yeah i mean and the thing is though like even even if she didn't have any like issues I know what it's like to live with somebody who's like watching your every move for no reason. You're like, I'm a grown adult. So I felt her in that moment. And I thought it was the right move to make not to live under the mother's roof, especially because we already see how Travis is. He's a nervous Nelly around his mother. He's going to be even worse if they go and live with her. Also, why is that a basement? It doesn't look like it's not underneath the house. It's like <clears throat> a garage or something. Anyway. Yeah, you're right. I was confused about that, but Jenny is a whole piece of work. So they sit in Jenny's sunroom and they're talking about, you know, her ups and downs, not Jenny's, Ashley's, and how business has been bad. And Ashley seems like a, a suitor come to the father's home to convince the father to let him marry the daughter because of the way she's talking about her current financial situations and how, how things are different now because of the pandemic and Jenny is acting as though that this is what she needed to hear. Like she's acting as though like, again, her son is like the prize and she asks, either asks or Ashley just hands over a ring and this woman puts it on her finger and says, I'm gonna keep it until I decide whether or not I like you. And the way that the editing goes, it. It doesn't seem that she's given the ring back. <clears throat> so it was really interesting. I, I, yeah, like, I, obviously, we all, if you're a female, and I want you to know and have respect and power within yourself, we all want to be like, what? No, we're out. No, cool. You live with your weird ass, you know, 
uh, jail son and you can work it out. And if you think he's so fucking great and you guys can make money because listen, I am the only one and out of these three people that like is proven to make money and be functional, even though obviously I'm on something all the time. So, I mean, just can you imagine if I wasn't, my God, if I can just get my life together. So anyway, I'm going to go get my life together. Um, fuck you. Um, you all don't have any money and you never will. And at least I will and give me back my ring. And I don't care if you don't like me. And also I don't like your eyeliner. And actually I like her eyeliner, but you know, I'm just saying if I was, Actually, I want to go for the jugular. Um, Chris, what did you think of Ashley's makeup when she met the mother? It was very 80s. Did you not think? What did you think of it? Ashley looks crazy all the time. Like, <laughs> Ashley's, like, very, you know, like, Ashley in her confessionals has, like, three-toned hair. It's, like, gold, white, and, like, you know, and then she has, like, such heavy eyeshadow on. It's very 90s. It's, like streaky and heavy and it like weighs upon her eyes you know and like makes her eyes look really really small like and so does like whatever various things that's also happening within her system you know so i yeah i um i i it's like they are you know i know we said that skylar and nathan are a ticking time bomb but the truth of the matter is i also very much feel like they are a ticking time bomb she cries all the time she cries in the car before they get there she cries in front of the mom like you know like it's cr like she is emotionally on the verge at all times i mean except for when she's at the goodwill trying to find some hidden treasures I mean, oh this woman God. was in her pocket talking to this man about platinum and other jewels and baubles that he may have. So he brings out a Dollar Tree basket for her to rifle through. And it looks as though she finds a platinum ring. Uh, that was like the last bit of business. But then we cut to his, him and his mother and him being like, well, golly, it's a nice day. I wish it were a little colder so I can light the fire. And the mother says without a blink, well, I'll be your fire. And that was some weird incest shit. Did, what did you feel from that? Did you get? Did I hate. I hated that. And that's also like there was also yes, I hated that. There was also quite a moment where in the very beginning when she first saw him, she was like, "I'm just gonna sit by you the whole time." Like, sorry, Ashley. Like, you know, and Ashley's like, "Don't worry, I won't get in between you two. There. Yes. So yes, I agree with you. That moment was weird, and also correlating back to another weird moment. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was really. Um... It was uncomfortable to say the least. And that mother's house is not the place to be because she's got some weird, I don't know. She got secrets. She got secrets that one. I I agree. Um, and yeah, like just also interesting to note that like Ashley's whole thing is she goes into places and asks for like, give me like gold stuff or like art deco, like any fine jewelry stuff, like and see if she can resell it. Um, I wonder where she resells it and stuff, you know, like. On her website, know, I think. Better. Okay, great. All right, so uh, moving on. Uh, moving on to, I'm going to use a special picture for them, Monique and Derek. Oh, my God. Don't Monique you think this outfit? And... Right now, if you guys are not watching this on Patreon, she's wearing a camel um, one-piece jumpsuit situation, um, and I wish that she had a belt around her waist. Okay, I wish she had a belt around her waist, yes. But also, while really look at the shape of her boobies. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. They're they're giving 1950s, like, housewife with a pointy bra. I mean, they, <coughs> those are interesting shaped boobies. 
But I mean, yeah, for, for anyone who's watching on Patreon, that's, <laughs> that pales in comparison to the picture within a picture, which is the picture behind them, which is like love lost or love rejoined, or love love reu- reunited or love being lost. We're not quite sure. And there's a picture, of, of, there's another picture yeah. of them that you don't have, which is they're wearing the same outfits as the picture in the picture, except for he is like bending over with his head on her tetas. The picture that I'm looking at uh, from this one of their extended hands mm-hmm. almost feels like they are about to do some sort of contemporary dance. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, if Mia Michaels or someone would come mm-hmm. on and give me something, it'd be very happy for me. So, yes. um, Derek is in the car with his brothers, and mm-hmm. that's a, this annoying thing that Wa hates is that. Yeah, it's beeping, and he doesn't like. He's not putting his seatbelt on. Like it's just, just like beep, 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 beep. You know, just like you hear it. You know why it's happening. And like you just got out of prison, so you would think that you would be following all the rules, especially when driving... and sensitive to sound. Yeah, especially when driving a, a moving vehicle, you guys don't even have your seatbelts on, so you're asking to get pulled over, and then here. Here comes the, like, this is what I said in my life. Black people don't give a shit about fat phobia. Like, the movement that's happening right now to, like, to stop being, like, aggressively angry and discriminatory towards, like, our bigger brethren. Black people don't give a shit about that. The way he talks about her is, like, we don't date BBWs. I was like, sir... You look like you're on drugs and you're the skinniest little person ever. So like, please, we could go in on you too. So it, it was just like, I, it made me want to just go in on them in a way that I know that I would get eaten alive on these internet streets. But I felt like if they could do it, I could do it too, you know? Yeah, I mean, Derek is more handsome than any one of his brothers for sure. And Derek is a little boo, you know, but like, no, I mean, you have that one guy in like the fake whatever Gucci hat and the, the other guy that's just like, you know, whatever, like behind a <laughs> child, like a behind a bread. hippie. Yeah. Hippie, you know, whatever I mess, I said it the last time, uh, hippie wall art of dreads i mean he barely talks i mean that person i don't even know if that person does have a voice probably not because like i'm everyone else is so screamy in that family that one probably just like took a back seat was just like i'm gonna grow this hair out honey you'll never see me i'll have to be here i can't get out but at the same time like you all know i'm here um he like he definitely hides behind them and he thinks that no one can see him um <laughs> yeah, yeah they very much are just like yeah go ahead we don't date bbws and he's like he's like oh i bet the sex is terrible and Derek's response is like it's all right man i mean man don't do monique like that and i said wow you didn't even go for the sex instead of being like man that pussy's fat or something he just like it's all right but i would like to know what i would like i want every single detail of how they could tell i want every how they could tell (laughs) hmm how they could tell how they get down like i want to know because i'm like i mean i don't know she must be a pro pro he climbs on top wow what are you talking about he climbs on top he's on top Uh, oh okay that's how (laughs) maybe she can bend over sometimes maybe he maybe she bends over sometimes (laughs) 
Um, yeah, like they they just keep saying we won't date BBW, which is just like you know it, it is it is intense. But then we also learn that he Derek has on his phone, which is like a weird ass phone. I don't understand what kind of phone this is. It's some sort of tablet, my love. Oh Why no no no, that's a, that's a gel tablet. Oh yeah, no no. So he goes into a little bit and explains that um he's got a gel tablet that he put has all his information on that's how he gets his email that's how he puts his what he puts his pictures on and i wanted to know like how is it that <clears throat> you put your pictures on there and do the guards not have access to this thing like w- tell me more about how you have a tablet in prison and it still has all of the like <clears throat> the um garters on it like the casing it's all like clear and looks re- very, very used. And he's got like pictures of, of, of girls and women videos of booty shaking and all kinds of stuff on there. And that's like his lifeline. He, I mean, t- he took it from prison. They didn't even ask for it back or sm- snug, sm- smuggled it out or something. Okay. That was a little confusing to me because I was like, I didn't think, I like, I don't understand. I didn't think they would have tablets in prison, but I, okay. So, yeah. And I had, it just looks different and definitely isn't a Mac product, but yeah, he has video specifically of this correctional officer that was chasing him in the car that he didn't tell Monique about and refuses to tell her about like giving him booty videos. And of course he shows those videos to his brothers and they're all like, we want to see that that person. Yeah. We approve of her. Um, Yeah. So this whole time, so then, okay, so as he's hanging out with the brothers, this whole day is family day for him. And one whole thing is like, why don't you just, for some reason, that's just not told to Monique. Like, hey, Monique, obviously I've been in prison for a long time. Obviously I'm having some situation with my family. Obviously I told you that they weren't there for me and that you were there for me. And now that I'm with you, but at the same time, now that I'm out, there's shit happening. People are dying or whatever. Like my aunts and uncles, I don't know. Like, you know, the grandma was like, whatever, like there's sickness happening, whatever. And obviously the drama with you. And so I have to today, I'm going to be with, I'm going to go with my uh, brother, spend some time with them. And then we're all going to go to visit my mom's grave together. And then after that, I'll be back at your house. But that's doesn't happen. That very easy conversation. Instead, what we have is Monique constantly checking her phone, be like, where is he now? And why is he getting back to me? And like, this is so dumb and waiting four hours, waiting six hours. I'm like, you know, like, why are you waiting? Like, she's just like in some green dress. But then we see his sisters, his sisters pull Wait, up. Can I say one house. thing before we move on? Yeah. So yes. we are not allowed, like, she's, this is his way. This is a childish way, but I think this is his way of gaining like some kind of control over his life by just moving the way he should be able to normally and telling her to chill and to, you know, he's going to respond to her when he feels like it. That's what I, I got this as. But also it is the kind thing to do to just tell her what, what he's doing so that she doesn't have to worry. Another thing is that she's in Ohio or wherever by herself. So she's literally, she's not like she can like go hang out with her friends or anything. So she's just at the hotel. And I feel like she's made her own bed with the way with the way he's being um, right now. Um, the last thing I wanted to say before we talk about the sisters coming in is that the brother is like, okay, so you got a girl over here getting a tattoo and then you about to marry another girl. What is this, sister wives? And I said, Darren, now just when I was starting to dislike you, you went and said the thing that I needed you to say. How does this little man who's been in prison most of his life know who Mary Janelle? (laughs) I love you. Cody Brown is. How does he know the Browns? (laughs) What are you going to do? Ruin your whole family like Cody did? Yeah. (laughs) We can do Mary and Robin and then like pretend and then just have a favorite wife and just ignore all the other wives for years? What? 
you know, I just like I would love him to just like go over and like, and then nothing happens. And then, I mean, yeah, I want him to tell us it. who his favorite sister wife is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just like Darren. Tell us, tell us everything. Christine. Everyone's everyone. Everyone has to say Christine. Okay. So we've got Mary, Christine, Janelle, and Robin. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we've he needed Darren needed to go into a little bit of detail for me. It was like very crossovers. He said, "What is this, sister wives?" I said, "He's hilarious." Okay, now we can move on to the sisters coming over with the little nephew. Who, I mean, that Abriana takes her son with her everywhere. She's like, "I'm on TV. You're on TV." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then they all get in the car and they go to their mom's grave, and this is a very sad oh, wait, story. But these. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, you do it. You do it. <laughs> Wait a minute. So the girls get there, right? And what's her face is wearing the dress you see in front of us. Just a bra mm-hmm. and a panty and a mm-hmm. see-through ass dress walking around cheeks out. Now, I'm mm-hmm. all about female empowerment. I'm all about women doing whatever and wearing their body. But it's just always shocking to me when people just choose to just be half naked or just be see- wear see-through clothes in front of their siblings and their and their nephew. It's very mm-hmm. odd. Then she comes in face ready and they're trying to act like they don't got a problem and nothing's wrong that they didn't tell Monique all this shit on a, on a text message. And then she's like, why are you have, why we haven't heard from you? You know, I understand that. Like, I'm like, you guys are not even doing a good job at being actors right now. Like this is a scene you got asked to come back. So can you just do a good job? No, they refuse to. But Elizabeth tries, and this is what she says. Um, well, you need to talk to your girl. What's up with her? Because um, she's disrespectful. She's manipulative. She's jealous. She's obsessed. She's overweight. She's hungry. She's dysfunctional. Um, um, trying to think of some more clever things to say. And I was like, listen, if she's hungry, then you're thirsty, bitch. And going ahead and blot that oily ass skin before you get on camera. Boops. Boops is boobity right. So, um, <laughs> um, is Elizabeth wearing lingerie? Is Elizabeth that lady's name? Yeah. Oh, great. My name is Elizabeth. Um, so yeah, they go to their mother's grave, Haram. Yes. And they basically, what? I said yes. Okay. They basically just tell the story of how their mom died, which is, she got caught up in a shooting. There was a shooting outside of a club. I mean. And she was really, go ahead. Yeah, she was in the streets. Like, we find out that Derek got introduced to the game through his mother. So, mm. <laughs> I sorry, I realized that I don't have my camera on, so you can't see my face, my facial expression. Let me put my camera on just a little bit so people on Patreon can see. He tells us a story of how his mother gave him a bag of weed and said, hey, you could either smoke it or you could sell it. And that his mother was a teen mother and that he um, was introduced to the streets by her because she was from the streets. And now we see his entire life laid ahead of him. When your parent introduces you to drug and drug life and drug dealing, like you have no hope. Mm-hmm. 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 It's interesting. So this goes right into uh, the final scene, which is so they all go to the the funeral. The, I'm sorry, the funeral. They all go to that gravesite, and um, some of them don't know where it is, and like I don't know if it's the first time there. Whatever, she died in 2013. Um, it probably but- was that Derek was like probably the oldest at the time, and so it would have been up to him to like figure all the details out. But maybe he was like in and out of prison and didn't. You know, what I mean, they never went to her gravesite. It's been 10 years. And they didn't even know they had to search for it, which is like 
kind of sad that that gives you more perspective. Like, did the kids go to foster care? Did they go be, be with family? Like, what happened to these kids with the kind of, you know, life situations that they've had to deal with? And then they go to pray. And, you know, my horrible thought was like, oh, what an interesting prayer. But <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, you know, prayers start a very specific way, like in my mind, like, and it usually is like, let's, let's bow our heads. And it's like, Father God, we praise you in the temple. You know what I mean? It's like very, it's like in the name of, you know what I mean? Whatever. I'm being, I'm being nitpicky mainly because I feel like they're villains and I'm just mad at that entire family for the way that they're treating Monique, even though she's not doing the best, but like, I don't know. They just, boo, boo. I agree. And it's like, but it's crazy to me that like, they're like, we don't have your number, bro. We had to keep asking her. And it's like, why do you have to keep asking her? How is she the only person in the whole world that can get you your own brother's number? And also if he doesn't want, I mean, like he can also get, he, whatever. He's literally hung out with you. So like, if he wanted, he's seen you, he just saw you the moment he got out of prison. If he wanted to give you the number then he could have. So, um, or at least you could have been giving him your number and he can call you whenever the fuck he wanted, but that's not what happened. Anyway, yeah. that's also true. So he goes back to hang out with Monique, of course, when he's like, where have you been? Where have you been? You know, blah, blah, blah. and then he gets a call from his parole officer and she overhears, uh, drug talk. And so then she's kind of like, when Derek told me that he was in the streets, he always said he was selling and that he was never, you know, using it. And so I was very surprised to hear, uh, you know, drug talk about, you know, from his correctional officer. And then he like starts talking. He's like, yeah, you know, when I was there, it was like packing the heroin. It would like get into me. Like it would like, it's called a table high, you know, like I'd have to like break it down. It would just like seep into my seep into me. And she's like that. How about Coke? He's like, well, Coke. Yeah. I would lick it. Just let yeah, but absolutely just taste, taste it, make sure it tasted good, you know? And then, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like she never asked about weed like and weed and i wanted it to be like no i yeah no i had to smoke it to make sure it was also okay all the time uh i mean she's so foolish to think that this little little time ass drug dealer did not imbibe in his own supply this is not a kingpin as our guy michael this is somebody who you know, I don't know. Just like, I, I, it, she's wild. This person has been doing drugs since he was 15 years old, if not younger. Like she didn't get enough information about him before she jumped in this relationship with him. And because he's somewhat well-spoken, I'm pretty sure she thought like, oh, okay, like he's good. Like, you know, I'm here to help Derek and I hope that Derek is okay. This is some bullshit. I'm tired of waiting for Derek. And I'm like, you're not tired of waiting for Derek. You're going to wait for Derek for the rest of your life. But he also in his confessionals is like, yo, I just want Monique to go home, hurry up and get her stuff together. She can move out here and be with me. I love her so much. Like, you know, and you know, they're together right to this day. So, um, okay. So let's move on to our final two coops. Coops. Coops, badoops. And that would be Cameron and Air Eris, Cameron. Okay. So they wake up the next morning and Cameron, Cameron is like popped up, ready to go. He's got his graphic tee on and <laughs> with a retro style and a gold chain. And he's like, come on, girl, got to go meet my family. And she's like, oh, I don't feel well. 
and he's like come on i really want you there and she's like no babe like you know we did a lot last night i'm really tired like i you know i'm just gonna lay here i don't feel well and he gets upset about that and she like pops up and she's like talking to him about like you know she's like it's good you can go be with your family like it's fine and then he says something to her like and she moves her neck in a very specific way and he finds that to be abhorrent and he's like you better watch your neck muscles around me and she's like and what and i felt the exact same thing i said and what what you about to do this woman pays her own bills she got her been taking care of her own nine-year-old daughter for nine years she's been holding it down and holding it down with you and you're gonna tell her to watch how she pops her neck absolutely not absolutely not i just can't you're not going to tell me how I need to express myself. It's like when I was little and like you, like in school and people would be like, don't roll your eyes at me. And I'm like, um, I will because you're not my parent and I'm, I have eyeballs, so I will roll them. Thanks. Yeah. <clears throat> they have a mind of their own. First of all, you can't even tell them what to do. I can't tell my face what to do. You know, like I, it's doing whatever the fuck it wants to do. Yeah. I'm gonna roll my eyes at you. I don't care. Who are you? You don't pay my bills. And uh, then he leaves and she's like, shit, <laughs> like whatever. So then we have a scene where she like goes next door to be with her child. And I'm a little confused at this because I thought she was sick, but then she takes her child to the airport. So I'm like, oh, that's why you didn't go. Yeah. Why did she like, oh, hey, babe, I got to take my daughter to the airport and like spend one more moment with her before she goes. So like that's what's and then I can maybe like hopefully I can meet up with you later. But uh, even if I don't, I mean. We'll, we'll just see we'll play we'll keep in touch you know yeah she absolutely doesn't uh so then he so also when she's when she meets her daughter she's like so um what'd you think of that wedding yeah you know and she's and the daughter's like long real long yeah i mean much too long boring no horrible uh <laughs> what is she wedding and she's Mom. like well i mean did you have did are you okay and she's like yeah yeah i'm fine you asked me what i thought of it so i told you <laughs> and then she has to tie her child's shoes and i said oh you were wearing slides this whole time. You don't know how to tie your shoes at nine. Interesting. Um, so then we go to Cameron and Cameron goes to his sister's house, quote, Airbnb. I'm like, that's not the sister's house, is it? And if so, like, it's it's immaculate and congratulations. Also, there's no pictures on the wall. It doesn't look like someone's lived there for longer than two weeks. So, ooh, Cameron, we've said over and over again is like, a character and Cameron amongst his family is like a cast of characters. I mean, it's definitely like you, once you're in, once you see them interact, you're like, Oh, I could, I could. And I mean this, see this family as a spinoff a hundred percent, like the sisters, the aunt, like, you know, like in a way where instantaneously I was like better than Libby family to Libby. Absolutely. So basically this is what happens, right? So he, of course, shows up and his family's like, Cameron, yeah, the party's here. They're all wearing their favorite color red. It's a power color. God bless. They all get him in and they're going to like about to take a shot, like pour him shots. They're like, okay, ready? One, two, yeah. Where's your wife? Yeah. It's like that. It's like record scratch, you know? Yeah. And he's like, now, a billion things I mean, would be better. I mean, as well. Chris, this is the thing, and I talk about this in every single relationship reality TV show that I recap. If you want your family to like your partner, do not tell them things that are going to offend them or upset them. 
Think about the person that you supposedly love and how you would like for y'all's relationship to be presented and represented. For him to say, oh, she didn't, she just didn't feel like coming. She didn't want to come. That's a full fucking lie. He knows that she said she was sick. So that's all he had to say. That's all he had to say. But he wanted to cause shit between them to maybe get his peoples to come after her or whatever to shame her. And then when the shit backfired and they were trying to call him out and be like, why are you with her? I really liked her. He's like, well, that's between y'all. That's between y'all. And then they're like, okay, so then don't go and be with her. He's like, I'm going to do what I want. And I'm like, no, Cameron, you can't have it both ways. No. He, Huddy, gets up on this chair like a toddler tantrum i mean i suddenly especially because like he's talking to his sisters (laughs) i suddenly saw this man i mean he just like regressed back and he was he was seven (laughs) and i saw his sisters being like this motherfucker i mean you know like where he wanted something and like that's what look at his aunt no one is giving this person (laughs) no time who not only by the way and this is this is one picture you're seeing where he's standing on a chair later on he actually for fully puts his whole foot on the actual table and then his aunt has to help him off because my god he's also drazunk i mean he's wobbling no you know? look training. how skinny his legs are no look how skinny training, Chris. none no. not a home not a training none yeah let's look at this art and see if do you think this is airbnb yeah you think this is it i mean that art definitely is vague yeah those chairs are vague. I wish we had more pictures of, of the house. <laughs> What's this? Okay, tell me about this Anne story. Her name is Toots, and uh, she came out in 98. And <laughs> she's been the alternative kind of fly aunt who let them do whatever they want to do. So he was like, she was like the first one that, that Cameron got drunk with. But now she's sober because mm-hmm. um, she has a good job now. She works for the post office. Um, so she has a pension, you know, and she's not trying to mess any of that up. And she also has some yeah. interesting eyewear. Oh, no, I, I love, I, I love those glasses. I love everything she's wearing. Look at the bling bling, everything. I love, I love top to bottom, every morsel of her. I love the hat. I love the hoops. I love the chain. I love the glasses. I love the earring, the watch. I love the pink. I, I only would say if that's regular Coke, I tend to like Pepsi more than regular Coke, but I mean, it's a small price to pay. You for. tend to like Pepsi more than Coke. That's something I didn't know about you. Like I don't drink that, mm-hmm. you know, but like if, if there was like, okay, you have to drink something and it's like, okay, there's a regular Pepsi or a regular Coke, Coca-Cola classic or like Pepsi, which one is it? I'm like Pepsi. And if they're like, okay, and there's two more. You have to have one of them. It's Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke. What are you having? It'd be like Diet Coke. Oh, so it's regular Pepsi and then Diet Coke. I just mm. never knew that about you, you know? New things all the time. Um, so, you know, basically he gets very, very upset. And um, it's just like a back and forth that, you know, family is family. And they will always be the family. And why isn't she wanting to, like, be with the family? And he, of course, as we said, like... For some reason, whether he didn't know that she was dropping her child off or was just still mad at her and so wanted to have like friends on his side, like the fact that he really could just be like one of two things, she's hung over or even if if he was just like this, yo, I'm just like, 
I, I'm too good in bed. What can I say? Like, <laughs> like all night long. I just, I wrote her out, honey. She can't move. So anyway, like he, I mean, I'm saying like, there's just, there would be a positive way to, to spin it, if you will, if he wanted but to, but he doesn't. It just doesn't show that you have solidarity with your wife to throw her under the bus in any circumstance in front of your family. Like he's not a yeah. husband. That's not what a husband does. That's not what a someone who's in a relationship with someone that they love does. Even if that person was like, fuck your family, I don't give a shit. You go to the, your family's house and you're like, she's sick. Yeah, she has a really bad migraine. And she just couldn't kick it. So I'm here. Let's have fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what yeah. you do. You don't ever tell them that, you, that your significant other just didn't want to see them. So yeah, and I don't give a fuck. Take it up with her. Like, I, literally being like, Please call and harass my wife yeah. and yell at her. And they did. Please. They did. Oh, yeah. So the, yeah, the sisters, so they call her up and they're just like, hey, just quick check. We're all here partying. Where the hell are you? And she's like, I'm, she, you know, our heiress always like feels a little shy around them. She's always been. She's yeah. never been like comfortable around them. They're, you know, they are not mean people. They're like very, they're just very lively and very, you know, I think very lively yeah. and she feels, I think, overwhelmed. She's always seemed to be a little like, yeah. Cowering at them. And then she tells them that she's sick and they're like, uh-huh. And she's like, and other stuff. And I said, girl, why don't you say I have to take my daughter to the airport later on today? Yeah. Or I want to spend time with my daughter because I haven't seen her and I'm going to stay here for a while. Like, it's just like so crazy that they had valid excuses. They chose not to use it. Uh, anyway, so our last and final coops, the loops is Nathan and Skylar, honey. This whole time I had thought we spoke about them already. Okay. <laughs> well, we didn't. I feel so happy that we have to talk about them, but, and this is really dumb and I don't know exactly like, so this is, this is basically what happens. So Nathan and Skylar are supposed to film and, um, you know, and they are, the producers cannot get a hold of them. It's been like four hours. We're at the house. No one's answering the house. And then Skylar's mom, Heather comes over and she's like frantically talking to the producer, like on the porch. And like, that's the producer, you know, trying to be like, you know, the producer's like, have you talked to them? And like the mom starts breaking down. It's like, I think she's using, there's just no other reason for her not to get back to me. And she wouldn't want people to see her like this. And like, you know, like, my God, what do we do? Mom, you're in crisis mode. Give us, tell us what to do. Oh my God. She looks so stricken and so scared. And I'm like, can you not give Heather this like scared thing? And also did the producers call the mother to be like, hey, we're supposed to film with Nathan and Skylar and we can't find them. They're shit stirrers too. They didn't have to call her mother. Yeah, they did. Oh, okay. What if she was using an almost dying somewhere? They got to call the mother. Okay. She's a, okay. that's due diligence. Okay, okay. Now, of course, they can use that they also like, but yeah, no, I think that they, that's, they've already filmed with the mother and everything yeah totally so they, they call someone else like looking for like they're calling up and down like what seems like a contact list of people <laughs> to try and find them and then um basically four hours later they catch up with skylar and she's like get in my face you know like doesn't want to talk and then she gets to the house and the mom's like want to tell me what happened and then the producer gets into nathan's car and he like takes the producer for a ride and tells him quickly like a bunch of vague nonsense and then gets mad at him but basically is like yeah we were just fighting and just like you know i don't really fucking want to talk about it get the fuck out of my car respectfully you yeah. know like 
he's like, Skylar just keeps doing things that are not good for us as a relationship. And she just needs to learn to stop doing this bullshit. And I'm sick of this shit. And frankly, I don't even think I'm in the right place to be having this fucking conversation. So respectfully, get the fuck out of my car, man. And I'm just like, whatever. And then Skylar gets to her, Skylar gets to her mother's house and Nathan has dropped her off. Right. And so she gets out of the car and she like crosses the street and the camera's on her front yard lawn. And she like puts her face, her hand in front of the camera, walks into the house. And we think she's going to like slam the door on the um, cameraman, which she kind of does. But lo and behold, there's a full cameraman already inside the house. So she can't escape it because the mother is like, well, we're on a TV and we're slated to film. And so now we're filming. Guess what? And I have to say that Heather looks so beautiful. I just, I I don't know what it is about her. She has a very fresh face that I just want to give her her props every time I see her. I'm just like, very much good for you, ma'am. You are not wearing a ton of makeup. It doesn't look like a ton of Botox and like fillers and like such has happened to your face. And if it has, you've, you've just done a really good job of like, looking on natural i thought her hair looked nice it was framing her face very nicely um and i just wanted to give her her props and she talks to her daughter and again she starts to like pussyfoot around the fact that maybe nathan might not be the right guy for her and then as soon as skyla is like i just don't know if he's right for my sobriety or like trying to go towards that kind of conversation the mother pounces and she's like you know she's terrible yeah i know you should you should you shouldn't do what you got to do for you i love you so much and you know i can't go through that again i won't go through that again you can't she's like you don't need to worry about me and i feel like soon as the words left skyla's mouth skyler's mouth she realize she said something stupid Mm -hmm. like girl they do have to worry about you you're four days out of prison and you've spent the better years of five years a better part of five years fucking your entire life up where people are just hanging out with you and dying left and right because your 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 fucking behaviors are so worrisome yeah like don't tell your mother and she your mother's like no no i will worry about you i'm your mother i'm gonna worry I'm just like, what do you mean they don't, they shouldn't worry about you? That's not what you want. You, all of your drug use and all of your behavior is all is nothing but a cry for help. Nothing but a plea for someone to pay attention to you. So you've got it to not take advantage of it and move forward. Um, yeah. yeah, especially when you, she tells them what happened, which was like, yeah, Nathan and I got in a fight because I was hanging out with, I think that friend of hers that's still like in the halfway house and then they too late and he can't get a hold of her for like 30 minutes she's like it was only 30 minutes but he got so upset so we fought and then the next morning we started fighting again and he broke my phone so i broke his phone it was like what she said and i think that her mom just had to hear this asinine immature toxic and just be like you fucking we're so dumb you can't keep doing this shit yeah we've been worried about what's wrong with you that you've had two relationships where they keep fucking dying and you like you haven't changed you don't how old are you what's wrong with you like how did i give birth to you why are you so fucked up why can't you like make one healthy choice for your life and just be like oh obviously this person isn't for me obviously i need to work on myself i'm obviously young and i obviously have some issues and so does that person why don't i do what's best like it just the person it's lost on her and i i would shake i mean i'd have a hard time if skylar was my daughter i would have a very hard hard time i would think especially because i would have a hard think a hard time shading my daughter from my absolute disgust in her continued choices yeah wait how old is she she is 20 fucking 27 oh my god she's i thought she was like 24 wow what did what a difference three years makes for me but yeah she definitely is like 
you need to get your shit together, girl. Like nobody has time to be running behind you, worrying about your, you know, your worrying about you. It's been seven years now of nonsense. Wow. What a honestly, like if I was her, I'd be like, I love you so much. If you start using again, like don't fucking come back to my house. I think at some point, like when you, I have children. Yeah, I feel like I feel like at some point when you are the parent of that of of that situation, like in order to help your kid and let them reach rock bottom so that they can come back, you have to be willing to accept the fact that they might die. When yeah. yeah, you have to just like, and that's such a crazy place to be in as a parent, especially when, from your perspective, you did the best that you could and you thought you had given a very specific type of lifestyle or like you know whatever so i don't know like i have no sympathy for skyla and she's like it's just so unfair like every relationship i'm in is just like bad and i'm never gonna find love i'm like girl you're only 27 like you got the rest of your life ahead of you it's only gonna be a bad i think she has i think she has undiagnosed mental problems i think that you know i think that there must be something there like she i think that she I think that there must be something there, mm-hmm. you know, like this, it's, there's, there's too, it is something is not packed, unpacked, but like she's far too old and there's, she has such access. There's something that's keeping her back in such a way that it might be mental, you know, mm-hmm. that's how I feel. Well, all right, you guys, thank you so much for coming on this journey with us. Excuse my like choking, um, for like you know the middle portion of it but we we thank you so much for being here and for those of you on patreon i'm sorry that my video was so terrible but for those of you who are not on patreon you can join our patreon Mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. docusweeties at patreon.com slash docusweeties for ten dollars a month you get to see the visuals of what is tickling your eardrums at this moment and also um you you know su- supporting a worthy cause which is chris and i's um bringing you this content on a regular basis we are talking mm-hmm. about uh, 90 day fiance the other way love after lockup and we also do some um docu-series so the latest one we did was Madoff the monster of Wall Street we also have some exclusive content on Patreon of docu-series and um we're gonna be you know probably doing the Pamela Anderson docu-series we're gonna be doing one about Gunther's millions about a dog who inherits some lots of money from a rich person or so we think and you know maybe some other stuff on the horizon so we you know if you want that content join Yes, honey, if you want that content, then that's on the horizon, you know where to go. You can also follow us on social media. You can follow us at DocuSweeties on TikTok, DocuSweeties on Instagram, and DocuSweeties1 on Twitter. And you can also tweet whoever has regular DocuSweeties to give us that handle. We'd appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening wherever you're listening to. And also rate us five stars if you haven't. We really could use it. We love you guys so much. um, And we will talk to you guys later, okay? Bye. Bye. Bye.